DJ and PK, it's time to bring in Lincoln Kennedy right now. Football Fridays here on the Zone Sports Network and coverage of the Las Vegas Raiders game against the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday is brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raider debit card. Same great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. Lincoln Kennedy joining us now. Analyst on the radio radio broadcast. You hear him on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And a Pac-12 network analyst as well. Lincoln, good morning. Good morning and happy holidays, gentlemen. Happy holidays to you, too. Uh, the question that we're all debating now is, uh, what makes a real sports season? You know, the NBA missed out on, depending on the team, 10 to 12 regular season games and had to play the playoffs in a bubble with no fans. That was unusual. Baseball played seven inning games put runners at second base in extra innings, and uh, went to a neutral site for the playoffs with limited fans. And now you got the NFL. Now, they haven't missed games yet, uh, but I think we're starting to get to that point as you run out of bye weeks to reschedule stuff into, and we see the the, the Ravens have a lot of positive tests, so the Thanksgiving game backed, backed up to Sunday, and even that's in danger now with more positive tests. Does this feel like a real NFL season to you? Nothing feels real about 2020. Just wanted to be over with. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, with all everything that we see going on, I mean, what is what is normal right now? I mean, it's just the pandemic has has, has hit the whole world, and and no one really knows how to proceed or or, or a sense of normalcy. But uh, just uh, hopefully, you know, a lot of people, including myself, just hope to get 2020 over with and start anew if we can. So I went to the USC-Utah game last Saturday night, and obviously there are no fans, and it was really crazy and strange and bizarre, and I've been doing this now for many, many years. But I did think that when the ball was hiked, it seemed like there was a sense of normalcy. From my perspective, sitting in the press box, you're not looking at the fans at that point anyway. You're looking at the actual play. Now, you've been doing this now for a number of games as far as calling them, and you're at home or somewhere at uh, road games. I, I think you go to Vegas to do ro- uh, excuse me, road games. I, I, I do. Go I go to Vegas, to Vegas for both games. The, the home 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 games. Away, so yeah. How about when the ball is hiked? Well, you know, when, okay. that, the, yeah, so when, yeah. when, when the ball is hiked, at least on those home games, doesn't it seem normal? Well, it does. It, it, it does. You know, you know, it's eerie that there are no fans there. It's eerie that you can hear everything from the cadence to all the hits and everything up in the booth. And we're up, you know, four or five rows up and, and uh, uh, you know, levels up. Um, but it is, it is a little different. But that's, you know, that's everything is, is I guess, normal. Seems normal. Uh, but the game goes on and stuff like that. But it's just weird. Just the energy. You know, without the fans, there's a certain energy that's lacking. Um, you still see the guys down on the field. You still see them doing their thing. But it's just overall energy. It just doesn't feel the same. What did you make of the uh, the Raiders' loss to the Chiefs? A uh, lot of the national people I saw writing about it uh, were like, that should give the Raiders hope. They really competed. But it's... Uh, the pros, the really competed line, kind of rings hollow. I, I, I get the I get the point though. The Chiefs are thought to be better than everybody, except possibly the Steelers. Uh, so having beaten them once and playing them that tough the second time kind of is encouraging. What do you think the team's taken from it though? 
Well, I was ex- extremely impressed by the Raiders. And, and for the such, and this is what you mentioned, the fact that they went toe-to-toe was like a heavyweight fight. You know, the first four series when each team had the ball, they marched down the field and got touchdowns. And you don't normally see that, um, well, you know, uh, out, of, out of a team. But the Raiders are capable of competing with them. And I, I, that bodes well, you know, moving forward. Now, they still got a lot of work to do if they're going to get in the playoffs. And it might just end up, they might end up seeing the Chiefs again. Uh, if, if, if it started today, it would, that would that certainly be the case. But I was impressed by the win. I mean, I'm impressed by the game. And more importantly, I was impressed by the game plan that Kansas City put together because I thought Andy Reid, um, consciously made an effort to keep the ball away from the Raiders' offense uh, by, you know, just taking small pieces and working his way down the field and getting touchdowns. And the Raiders were able to combat that, you know, going toe-to-toe with them. So I was, I was equally impressed uh, with the game. And now moving forward, uh, it's anyone's guess because you can have one of those letdowns. They were in the same position last year before the bottom fell out of their season. Uh, they went to New York and they got spanked, so they got to go to Atlanta this week. They got to go to New York next week. Um, and they sh- both games they should win. However, anything can happen on game day in the NFL. Did Derek Carr take an impro- take a step forward this year and is better than he's ever been? Yes. Uh, and mainly because he's got weapons. Um, he, you know, he himself has been arguing that he's won respect and. I was one of those those people that said, "Well, go out and earn it." You know, you, you, you want it, go and earn it. And he's done that. He's played very well this season. Uh, you look at his game, you look at his accuracy, you, look, you know, touchdowns to interception ratio. He would probably be in the conversation for MVP if there weren't so many others that were you know, doing as well, especially the position and have a better record. But um, Derek Carr did take a step forward this year, to my in my opinion. So when you talk about how many quarterbacks are are doing well, is it is it rule changes? It's expected. Have these guys been coached up at a younger age and are advancing faster and are playing at a higher level because they've really seen it all? Why why so many quarterbacks playing at such a high level? Well, I, I think you know the the big thing is is that the way the rules are in the NFL, you you, you really. You, the offenses aren't; they don't want them to struggle. They they give every every intangible that you can have for them to be successful. But I also think that when you talk about quarterbacks in the game, the veteran quarterbacks just have seen everything. Whether it's Patrick Mahomes, Ben Roethlisberger, whomever, they've seen everything, and so they're prepared for everything. There's it's really you're really not you know. Uh, you know you're not really not pulling anything out that they can't handle, and uh, either pre-snap reads and everything else, and more importantly, with you know the way this season has gone with no fans and COVID and everything, let's face it, coaches are getting a lot more aggressive, They're taking chances. They're going for it on fourth down a lot more, and you know, and 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 really, you know, trying to do more on offense and. You know, the, 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 the offenses in the league are having their way. That's why everything is up. Scoring is up. Yards is up. Like everything else. You had your own game to do, so I don't know how much you saw it, but uh, Taysom Hill has a lot of fans here because he went to BYU. Right. And so we're getting a lot of Saints games on TV here, and we're getting another one this weekend. Uh, that game, they, they ran the ball well. There was a lot of short passes. There wasn't a lot of deep stuff. How much do you think, how quickly are defenses going to play, change the way they play against Taysom Hill as they get tape on him as a full-time starter? Well, I think that's to be expected because if you talk about new quarterbacks in you know, the first games that they come out, um, they, they're, they're usually hot or they can start out hot. 
until people get film on him. But I think that's going to be the, the game plan going forward because you're going to want you're going to dare him to throw the ball, beat you with his arm rather than beat you with his leg. Now he's a big runner, he's he's strong, and Sean Payton is going to adjust their game plan accordingly uh, with him, you know, at, at quarterback. Um, but that, I think that's just the future of the Saints. I mean, Hill is a, a nice quarterback. I, I'm glad they went with him to start because I didn't think they had enough confidence in Jameis Winston to do him. Besides, I think Hill's going to be the future for the Saints. So I like what they've done with him so far. So the Alex Smith story was already uh, crazy that he was able to come back on the field. But now, yeah. uh, due to an injury, he's the starter, and they've won back-to-back games, and they're in first place at 4-7. and seven. <laughs> if, you were, if you were a gambling man right now, and you are, you're calling Vegas games, right. jackpot Raiders! <laughs> I love that call. It cracks me up every time. Uh, would you would you make them the pick to win the division given their schedule and the fact they got the fourth win and have the lead? Yeah, I mean that that's a, that's a garbage division right now. <laughs> it's up in the air, but you know what? The the Washington football team are playing well enough on both sides of the ball, I think, to take it. And because of the uncertainty that you have with the Eagles' offense, you know, I, I know they're up there, but don't don't sleep on the Giants. The Giants are playing surprisingly better too, so they might make a run at this thing at the end too. College football, it's uh, it's a bizarro year with the schedules all over the place. Uh, Is Ohio State going to win the Big Ten now that they beat Indiana? Do you have faith in them, or did Indiana expose some weaknesses and the Buckeyes didn't score an offensive touchdown the last, I don't know, 20 minutes or so of the game, whatever it was? Uh, What do you think of them? Are they they one of the big three with Clemson, Alabama, or should we not lump them together? No, I think Ohio State is going to is going to take the conference. I don't really see anybody really challenging them, but yeah, they have flaws as well. Uh, but at the same point, the flaws are only going to be exposed by a truly good team. They got into a shootout with Indiana, and I knew it was going to happen because I thought Indiana had the ability to score, so they could go back and forth. And actually, you know, I, I took uh, I took Indiana with the points, uh, and and they kept it close, but. Ohio State does have flaws, and there's not a perfect team out there. It's just whether or not once they get in the playoff can they hang, and I think they would be exposed by a Clemson or an Alabama or maybe even a Notre Dame. Hmm. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you got uh, career advice for him with the Jets winless, uh, having lost uh, even the Chargers. It's hard to find a win there for him. Yeah. Uh, a star quarterback going to an 0-16 team, would you recommend that uh, he use what leverage he has and say he wouldn't play there? How would you advise him to proceed? You see, for me, I've, I've never liked that. I, it's such a tremendous honor to be the first pick in the draft. When, since when do you get to pick and choose? I mean, the reason why you know, you're a first pick in the draft is, is that a team that's not very good uh, is, is needs you. Uh, and and they, they're going to draft you. But this day and age when everybody's talking about what, you know, Eli Manning did back in mm-hmm. when his time and, and what Dan Marino did, not Dan Marino. Um, John Elway. Uh, John Elway, yeah, did back in his day. I mean, I, I, I just can't get behind it. I, I, I hate that fact that um, – now, look, I, you know, with that being said, I know the Jets are, are trash juice. I know they're, they're a dumpster fire. They need a lot of help. I get it. But just to be the first pick in the draft, and you, you sit there and pick and choose, you can't choose your team. And when, since when does that happen? So um, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm just taking, I'm going out and I'm going to be the best thing I can be because he's supposed to be the next best thing to football to slice bread or something like that. Um, just take it, you know, hope the team gets better around you. But I, I wouldn't play that game. I, just, I, I hate to see that guys are, are willing to do that, though, too. 
I guess it also comes to the forefront because people just watched Joe Burrow go to a lousy Bengals team and then watched him get blown up on what should have been a pretty routine NFL play. Uh, But I also find offensive and defensive linemen getting tied up and tumbling around not all that unusual either. And that looked like that's what happened. Two guys were hooked up going at it, and they fell into him just as he planted and threw. So there's a certain amount of random bad NFL luck involved in a play like that. As an, as an old lineman, were you ever uh, tossing a guy around and getting tossed around at the same time and wondering, man, I hope that quarterback in right behind me. This could be ugly. Well, yeah, but at the same point, I think it's, you know, when, when the Bengals chose Burrow, you knew they were going to do it. They were going to have their franchise quarterback. But what they didn't do is, to me is they didn't pay enough attention to the offensive line. And that's, that's a disgrace. I mean, and, and, you know, teams should be, you know, general managers should, should understand that you've got to protect this guy. Now, with that being said, you know, a lot of offensive linemen that are coming out of college these days are, are not in, in ready for prime time themselves. They need time to develop. But still, you should make, you should make a difference to, to, to make sure that quarterback is protected. With that, it, other than that, it would just be a wasted uh, investment. It's sad to see Burrow go down. But, you know, look, there are things that happen in, uh, in the heat of the fire. You know, when you're out there, especially in the trenches, you're, you're not trying to throw anybody around, but you're trying to feed your man, and sometimes things get tangled up. I thought it was, a, I agree with you, I thought it was like a routine play. It's just unfortunate circumstance, the way they came down on his leg and, and from that point on. But uh, there's really nothing you can do about it. it wasn't, it's, it's not like it was malicious or done on purpose. It's just the heat of bottle. You know, the other uh, big story here has been uh, BYU and where they are, you know, 14th in the first uh, college football rankings and all that. And there was a lot made of they should schedule Washington. They shouldn't have told them no. Well, locally, it was pretty well known that the Utah-SU game had a very slim chance of going, and the Utes were probably going to play Washington. Colorado came available at the last second and played San Diego State, but if you were Colorado, would you want to play BYU, or would you play San Diego State and try to get to 3-0 and if you're Carl Durrell trying to, you know, in your first year trying to build a program? Shoot, I never thought about it that way. I guess you'd probably go with the easier one, right? The, the, to get to the, the wins are what's going to shine, no matter you know, no matter who you're playing. Um, it's it's almost like when you think about teams didn't want to play Boise because they didn't want to ruin their records. Nobody really wanted to schedule Boise in its heyday. Um, now it seems like that that's what you're trying to go for, but. Um, until they increase the number of playoff teams, guys, we're going to have these these conversations every year. It's a shame that we still have to talk about it. Um, but I, I, I believe conference champions deserve a chance in the playoff um, I, because I put a lot into the conference championship. And when it comes to the independents, um, if they're undefeated, they deserve a shot. And that, 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 you know, to me, classifies BYU as one of those teams that should be in it as well. Lincoln Kennedy, the Raider radio analyst, Pac-12 network analyst, join us every week to talk football. Lincoln, thanks for checking in, and we will talk to you again next week. And, uh, thanks enjoy, for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the holiday weekend. You too, guys. Be safe.